This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 1024, The Wicked and the Divine, IELTS Vocabulary. Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English, downloaded more than 22 million times with former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz. If you are stuck with a low score, our insider method will help you get the score you need to unlock your dreams. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash my score. Today, you will learn six of the highest scoring adjectives you can use on IELTS instead of saying something is good or bad. Make sure to take notes today and remember to hit subscribe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Aubrey, do you enjoy graphic novels? I do. I don't read them often, but my daughter, my 12-year-old, loves them. She flies through them. I'll get them from the library, and she can read one in an hour. Oh, my gosh. They do go so fast. I I wish I could get them from the library, but it's tough because you have to – they have to go in order, right? And it's frustrating when you go to the library and they have, like – book three and four, but they don't have books one and two. And like, you can't just start in the middle of a series like that because it is like a whole story. Like everything's connected. Um, It's true. I usually have to put it on hold. Like I'll put the first one on hold. And so sometimes she has to wait a little while. Poor thing. Because it's such a pain (laughs) when it's a cliffhanger and you really want to know what happens next. And your mom's like, we'll be able to get that in a couple weeks from the library, honey. But they're expensive. Like, I don't blame you for getting them from the library. They're, like, comic books are expensive, you guys. But this is one of my personal guilty pleasures is, like, everybody has things they like to spend money on. And it's not just like, oh, I like shopping or whatever. It's just like, I, I don't know exactly what it is, but... Spending money on graphic novels is extremely satisfying for me. Like, I I love it so much. And it's something that I can share that love with James now, too, you know. And it's a special thing going to the comic book shop. So anyway, guys, this is a long-winded way to introduce the topic today. Um, we were, James and I were getting some comics the other day and I saw a series that, um, I read a while ago and I just love the title of, it's called The Wicked and the Divine. Um, I love it because the vocab could be so great for IELTS. (laughs) Yes, exactly. It's perfect for IELTS. So we're going to share good, um, parallels for good and bad. You guys do not want to use the words good or bad on IELTS because there are so many higher level words for these. So many adjectives you can bump up your vocabulary score to that seven or higher. 
And to remind you guys, a great quick win for you to grab some slang and idioms is to come to the web class Lindsay and I are doing very, very soon, guys. Sign up, allearsenglish.com slash native. So don't forget to sign up for that. Um, Okay, so never say good and bad. I would say this is still something I find myself saying to students a lot like, you got to think about adjectives, guys. You know, we can't just say good, bad, nice, big, small. That is, that. I mean, that's not even band six. That's band five. You know, especially if you're just like repeating these low-level adjectives, your vocab score will be poor. It will be a poor right. score. Well, especially where these are the most likely to be able to use on any essay, on any speaking questions. You're going to need to describe something as either yeah. good or bad, right? So totally. memorize these knowing you'll for sure be able to use them on test day. Yeah, for sure. Um, So this is a great list to write down today, guys, and practice using them out loud. Practice writing them in your own sentences so you remember them. So we're going to give you guys some vocab first, and then we'll tell you a couple example answers they could go in. So, okay. I love this. Aubrey, this is such a great phrase. Squeaky clean. Um, This actually came from just a conversation Aubrey and I were having off mic. And I was like, oh, wait, that's like the perfect phrase for this This episode. (laughs) I know I was sharing about something that happened. I was in college when I got in a little trouble with the law, which was so dumb. We were in a park after it closed at 10. And so we got a trespassing violation. It was crazy. And so then we had to make sure our records were really squeaky clean after that. We had to make sure we didn't do anything wrong. So this is a great word to use for something to just be very good. Perfect. Yes, exactly. Um, You can remember this, guys. Maybe you don't know what squeak is, right? So like, where does this even come from? Imagine, guys, if you clean the floor or clean a plate or whatever so well that you then rub it with your fingers and it goes, that is a squeak, right? Like, that's the literal plate. That's the literal meaning of this phrase. So it's like at dinner when you're telling your kids to, you know, finish their uh, dinner or whatever, they're like, look, my plate's squeaky clean. I ate everything. Um, So anyway, yeah, this is a great thing to describe something that is pure, right? So Mm -hmm. it's not exactly the same as just saying it's good. Like it doesn't mean it's good. It means it's pure, right? Right, like, exactly. It depends yeah. on what you're talking about. If you're talking about your your record, even if it's something at work where you're like, I I have closed every sale I've ever tried to make. My record is squeaky clean. Yeah, Because it totally. means you have a perfect record. Right. Or it's like you've never uh, called in sick. You've never yes. um, like ditched school, right? Like you had 100% attendance, like perfect records. I think that's where we should keep this phrase in our minds, guys. Perfect records. If something is so super duper clean, those two meanings, right? We can say squeaky clean. Um, All right. Now, up to scratch. This is another idiom. I love it. Again, not exactly the same as just saying good. So what does this phrase mean? 
It's funny how we often use it in the negative to say something's not up yeah. to scratch, good right? Point. And that means it's not good enough for whatever reason. It's not meeting the standard. So your work at work could be not up to scratch if you've been late or you're not turning things in on time. So this is applicable very widely, but you're right. It doesn't just mean good. It means meeting the standard. Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, I could even see students using this to describe themselves because students are often so negative about their English abilities. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like a lot of what we do in personal coach classes is just increase confidence, you know, motivate, inspire students. So this is something I could imagine a student saying is like, I don't feel like my grammar is up to scratch. Like, I don't feel like it's good enough. Yeah. Yeah, But anywhere on IELTS, if you're asked on IELTS speaking, anything that you would describe a little bit negatively, like if you're describing a party that wasn't very fun, you'd be like, it wasn't quite up to scratch. Totally. Yeah. Um, A book, a movie, right? A TV show, something that should have been better. It didn't meet your expectations. Exactly. It wasn't up to scratch. I love it. Um, Okay. And the last phrase here, meaning perfect is exemplary. Um, Everybody knows the word example, right, students? But no students use this word. So it just means perfect could not be better, right? Yep, exactly. If you want to describe something, for example, the same example of the party. And if you want to say it was the best party you could imagine, you could say it was absolutely exemplary, meaning it just couldn't have been better. Yes, I love it. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, now let's move on to the negative phrases. So substandard. I also like subpar. Ooh, yeah. Both of these words mean the same thing, right? It just means... It's kind of like saying it's not up to scratch, right? Mm -hmm. I would say not up to scratch is, it's an idiom, so it's a little bit more informal, right? Task one, informal letters, anywhere on the speaking test, perfect. But if you're doing speaking part three or writing task two or a formal task one letter, don't say not up to scratch, say substandard or subpar. That means the same thing, not up to expectations, right? Yeah, that's Um, a really good point, too, that when you're a little more careful about where you're using it on the exam, that's how you're getting that variety of vocabulary because you're using an informal idiom like up to scratch in speaking part one or on a task one letter. And then when you need to have more formal vocabulary, you would choose instead subpar. I love it. Um, I, I feel like I often hear natives use this to describe food, like... If you ate at a fancy restaurant or something and you expect it to be exemplary, right, but it actually wasn't very good, then that's how you would describe the experience to a friend. You would say, unfortunately, I found the duck to be subpar. (laughs) Yep, exactly. And then how subpar it is, you could say it was extremely subpar or you could say it was just a little bit subpar. (gasps) Or you could work in another vocab word. It was 
egregiously sub there you go <laughs> Um, egregious is like one of my favorite words. I often use it to describe something that is, um, there's too much of it and it becomes negative or it was just like, like overly negative, right? Yep. I love this adjective. Very formal, very academic. Yeah. And it does just mean extremely bad. So it is useful a little more widely, but I love how you add that L-Y, make it an adverb so you can describe a verb as this too, egregiously bad. You guys, you would get the best vocab scores if you use these phrases, I swear. Like, for example, right? What if your part two card asks you to describe a trip you took on public transport, right? Now, it's easier to remember bad trips than good trips. There's more to say. So maybe you would um, exaggerate so you have more to talk about and you would say, Okay, the first thing that came to mind was a trip by Greyhound that I took when I was 22. And I must tell you, it was egregiously regrettable or egregiously substandard. Um, Greyhound is an easy place to go to for those stories, right? Right. It's always dirty dirty. and weird. So many weird people on Greyhound. I got some great stories. I bet. And this well, this would be great. Talk. It'd be great to um, talk about what you expect, right? If you're talking about riding the subway, you say, you know, I would. I really wish public transportation were squeaky clean because yeah. you can use that literally, right? When you're like, I just really want exactly. it to be really clean. But totally. it was not up to scratch. In fact, it was egregiously subpar. Oh, such good vocab today, guys. So much good vocab. (laughs) Um, Guys, we need you to hit subscribe right now, okay? If you're not a subscriber, you must be so you don't miss these band nine tips and vocab. Um, Okay, last word, regrettable. This is a very polite adjective, right? Yes. If (laughs) if you're like, you don't want to just outright say that something wasn't good or didn't meet your standards. Instead, right, you can be more polite and you could be like, "Mm, it was regrettable. It's just a very polite general adjective, meaning not that good. (laughs) Which is so funny because if you pull it apart and you're saying like, almost like I regret that I ever ate it. Like that seems so extreme and so mean, but it is polite. We use it very politely. But the other great thing about this is you guys can add the L-Y and it becomes a really high level linking word. And I could see this being really useful for task one letters to say, regrettably, our experience was subpar. We need someone to make amends, right? If you're doing a letter of complaint, which is very common. Yeah, that's so good. Um, Okay, so to summarize, guys, these vocabulary words today, we've explained if they're more informal, more formal, so you know where to put them on the exam. Where should they go? Basically, anywhere on the speaking test, guys, there are always questions in every part asking you to uh, describe your opinions, your feelings on things, right? Like part one, do you enjoy grocery shopping? Part two, like we said, describe a trip you took on public transport. Even speaking part three, will libraries disappear in the future? I would say like, oh oh my gosh, (laughs) no, libraries are an exemplary, um, Libraries provide exemplary services to the public that no other institution can fulfill. Um, So these adjectives, guys, can go so many places. And of course... 
task two and task one writing. So yes, and it would be an egregious yeah. error if they were to <gasps> be eliminated. I would die exactly. if libraries go away. That would be terrible. <laughs> I can't wait for libraries to open back up here. I want everyone to get vaccinated so we can go back to the libraries. <laughs> right. Libraries and movie theaters. These are the two yes. places that I need. <laughs> right. Need them in my life. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. All right, Aubrey, thank you so much. You chose some amazing vocabulary today. Oh, thanks. Some <laughs> exemplary vocabulary. Yeah, very <laughs> that was <good>. really fun. <laughs> All right, Aubrey, I will see you tomorrow. Yes, bye. Bye. <laughs> thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score.